Hi, I'm Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer for ERMI, and welcome to the ERMI Podcast. I'm pleased to have Rob Olson talking with us today about recent changes in the ISO Homeowners Policy Form. You know, for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance risk management professionals. This podcast will explore personal lines and the new homeowners form introduced by ISO. ERMI has the most comprehensive, unbiased analysis of information for homeowners, personal auto, and numerous other personal lines insurance policies and risk management strategies. We analyze this new form on a line-by-line basis, the 12 new endorsements plus 120 revised forms and endorsements. You can learn more and get a free demo of our product at ermi.com. And now, our guest, Rob, is a senior research analyst who has been with ERMI for over 24 years, specializes in personal lines insurance. Rob is well-traveled, and he's also taught risk management uh, courses at the university level for over 35 years. And Rob actually did our first podcast, first ERMI podcast, That's right. a long, long time ago. So hi, Rob. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Thanks, Joel. Great to be here. Great. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the updates regarding the ISO homeowners policy. So ISO does this about every 10 or 11 years for the personal auto and the homeowners policy. Some of the key changes on the homeowners side uh, for this 2022 program is home sharing host changes is now built into the form. Property liability dollar limitations have increased due to inflation over the last 20 years. Uh, new, new loss exposures such as cannabis, uh, virtual currencies, of course. Big changes in the watercraft coverage of simplification coverage and the new HO14 contents comprehensive form along with, as you said, 12 new endorsements. Wow, great. Well, let's dive deeper into each topic and start with home sharing host changes. Can you tell me a little bit more about the changes? Yeah, you bet. Due to the technology revolution, we are all seeing that, of course. The vacation rental online marketplace started 15 years ago. It's hard to believe. Airbnb began in 2007 when two hosts welcomed three guests to their San Francisco home, and now it's up to four million hosts. It's hard to believe. And these hosts have accepted more than one billion guest arrivals in almost every country across the globe. I don't think they have it in Afghanistan and South uh, North Korea, but almost everywhere in the world, they have Airbnb. And there's some competitors with Airbnb as well. Uh, Verbo is one such. But prior to 2017, the program did not specifically address peer-to-peer home-sharing arrangements. Though if you looked at the form, Joel, you know you really got the impression that it's probably not covered based on all sorts of business exclusions. But if it was a rare type of home-sharing, then there might be coverage. And insurers really were, were con- confused and concerned that the form did not explicitly address home-sharing. And so that's why... This was added in 2017, uh, this, the, these exposures. Um, and with 12 countrywide endorsements, that was added in 2017 to reinforce that these losses are not covered. But then the other half of the endorsements, the other six of them, they provided some coverage for these types of activities. But it's now it's, ba- it's built into the base form. Great. Well, thanks for that explanation. Another change you mentioned was uh, property and liability dollar limitation increases. What led to the increases? Well, we all know what's been going on with inflation this last year, but in the last 20 years or so, prices 
have increased by 65%. Usually it's been two to two to three or 4% per year, but it adds up. And no, none of the uh, limits had been changed prior to, uh, since 2000. So there's 23 special property limits and other dollar threshold limits that have increased in the 2022 program. And some of them like special limits for money and related items have increased by $100 from 200 to 300. And some the limits for theft of jewelry and theft of firearms, they've increased from 2,500 to 3,000. And a few other things such as debris removal and tree removal, those um, under the property additional coverages, those have increased from 1,000 to 3,000. Great. Thanks for the insight on that. Let's move on to new loss exposures, right? I, I think part of this is the big changes and we want to make sure the forms address that. Uh, you briefly mentioned maybe cannabis. Yep. What are some of the other let's, things? Let's there? start with that. Do you have any idea how many states have legalized the medical use of cannabis now? I don't. Well, it's over three quarters. And 18 states have legalized the adult use of marijuana for recreational purposes. It's interesting, Joel, because now there's federal, uh, federal legislation activity for legal weed being debated in Washington at this time. And, and I've read different articles and analysis, but there, is, there are some opinions that within 20 years, virtually all states will have uh, medical marijuana and the vast majority will have marijuana for recreational purposes. So ISO realizes this, so they filed this change for all the states, even though some states do not allow it at this time. And, and so, of course, the federal government, as I say, is looking at it. And uh, right, right now, I, I just expect that there will be some more changes there in the future. But these, do, these changes only pertain to the property coverages. The form excludes uh, any type of liability-related coverage for um, cannabis products. And there's also going to be a, a new endorsement, that's the HO0601, that will enable insurers to offer limited property coverage up to uh, the higher $1,000 of the limit on the endorsement schedule. And it'll cover things such as fire, theft, if, if, once again, if cannabis is legal in the state, but it doesn't cover any confiscation by a civil authority. Another one that, that you mentioned a minute ago was virtual currency. Now this term can be defined as a digital representation of value that functions as a medium of exchange. So the first virtual currency that was really substantial was Bitcoin, founded in 2008. But it's hard to believe that there were a few virtual currencies as early as 1999, but those uh, eventually failed. But there's a lot of loss exposures there. I, I have a friend that is a gambler by heart, by nature, and he got involved in some of this and his account was hacked. He lost a lot of money. Uh, your passwords can be forgotten or the law or they can be lost. Uh, sometimes the accounts can be fictionalized. And so there was a cryptocurrency uh, loss in South Africa. It was a hacking last June, $3.6 billion disappeared overnight. Wow. And they couldn't find the owners. And so in 2021, $14 billion was lost as far as fraud. So I also just basically felt like, you know, we need to just make sure that we address this exposure and we exclude virtual currency. So it's now added as property not covered under the form. You know, uh, I'm a boater. Right. I love my, my boat. We've, we've talked about that in the past, but um, I... 
big changes regarding watercraft coverage. Can you walk us through you some bet. of those? You bet. Well, the first change deals with hobby or model watercraft. I don't know if you've ever seen many of these radio-controlled watercraft on Lake Michigan or not, but that's becoming a little bit more popular. And so um, with the new form, the radio-controlled model watercraft will fall outside the watercraft definition and thus outside the exclusion. The second change amends the liability exclusion. The, the previous of the 2011 form, it was so complicated, Joel. You had reference to all these types of boats with different types of motors, outboard motor, inboard motor, inboard outdrive motor. It was very confusing. And I remember spending an entire morning trying to figure that, all that out. It right. was just so complicated. They introduced the jet boats to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so I, 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 would, I would do an analysis of it uh, for PRMI, our manual, and then I would realize, you know, it was, I forgot this one exception or that exception. And so now they have uh, simplified the provision in the 2022 form. It still excludes coverage for watercraft that's involved in racing. Hopefully you don't do any racing in your boat. Uh, but, you know, watercraft rented to others or used to carry people or property for a fee. Uh, and then, of course, they, they, there's been no changes for uh, sailing vessels less than 26 feet long. There's liability coverage for that. But the, the 2022 form now adds an exception to the watercraft exclusion, which in, in effect grants coverage for owned or non-owned watercraft other than the sailing vessels with motors of 25 horsepower or less, uh, non-owned watercraft with motors of more than 25 horsepower are covered now without any reference to the particular type of engine that that boat has, and newly acquired boats uh, expansion of coverage with outboard motors of 25 horsepower or more uh, if, their if their acquisition is reported to the insurance company. So this is a broadening of coverage, and thank goodness it's a simplification. Because uh, I just can't imagine agents trying to explain all the intricacies of that watercraft uh, endorsed, like the watercraft liability coverage and exclusions. Great. So I, I heard you say there's a new uh, HO14 contents comprehensive form. Yes, there is. Let's talk about that because okay. I think that can be a key point. Here. Yep. So this is really a, a great addition to the library, Joel. This form is geared for renters of homes, condominiums, cooperatives, or apartments. And so now, before, a tenant had one option. They had the uh, Homeowners 4 Contents Broad form. Now they can choose that or the HO14. And the genesis of all this came out of a 2016 survey that ISO conducted among millennials. And uh, I think you're like me. You've got millennial kids. I've got millennial kids. That's generally people uh, from ages 18 to 39. And the survey revealed that the millennials have some of the following attributes. They're more likely to live with their parents. They're more likely to engage in ride sharing, car sharing, room sharing, home sharing. You know, it's just so natural for them compared to, to me. Uh, they're more likely to reside in a non-traditional household. They have greater comfort with the technology, particularly with the shopping and, and using the various apps and they're the most educated generation in the United States. So ISO worked with personal lines insurers to help understand, understand these types of uh, products and exposures. And so they developed this primarily with millennials in mind. So some of the key differences between the, the new HO14 form and the, the HO4 form, the HO14, the new form, covers personal property on an all-risk basis as compared to the HO4's named peril. So it's a little bit broader there 
The HO14 provides coverage to property on a replacement cost basis, and the unendorsed HO4, you, it's on an actual cash value basis, though you can add that uh, expansion by endorsement. The HO14 automatically covers home sharing host activities, which that generation is very comfortable doing. And it adds coverage for things like hard drive, automatically coverage, uh, coverage for hard drive data recovery uh, up to $300, and bed bug remediation. This has been a bigger exposure, which I really wasn't aware of before. And these coverages are not available under an HO4. In contrast, many parts of the HO4 14 provide less coverage than the HO4. Uh, some of these were removed from the HO14 because the typical millennial tenant just doesn't have the exposure. They they are more likely to be in an apartment rather than in a rental house. So you know they don't have trees and shrubs and plants, and so they don't have that exposure. And they tend not to have as you know watercraft as much as maybe some other other generations. And so there's, there's other changes. For example, the HO4 has loss assessment coverage. It has collapse. It has building additions and alterations. And the HO14 doesn't have any of those. Although some of the, that can be added by uh, endorsement. And there's other subtle differences. But the thing is that you can't just say that one's broader than the other. There, what is broader than the other policy in certain areas and, and the other one is, is broader in other areas. And so I think it's a good option for agents uh, for, for them to be able to offer either the HO4 or the new HO14. Cool. So really, you know, it sounds like this, it's, it's pretty complicated, a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. My understanding is uh, this was released in March, yeah. when, when do you think that the, the most of the states will have adopted this? A lot of the states will be adopting it uh, effective April 1st, okay. but uh, it hasn't been filed in every single one of the states. And some of them it's going to be like May or June. And as you know, just because a state adopts it doesn't mean an insurance company is going to um, go ahead and file and use it right away. In personal lines, oftentimes insurers are are reluctant to make that change right away, and so they they want to they want to get material out there. They want to do an analysis of where the coverages are broader, where the coverages are more restricted, and so that's where Ermi comes in. Mm-hmm. Great. So we have it all covered there in in your manual, and people can subscribe to that resource. So I appreciate you enlightening us with some of the changes that are happening in this industry. Uh, We hope our our audience enjoyed this podcast, but you can find out more information on our free podcast at ermi.com, or you can take a course that we help prepare. It's called Homeowners 2022. What changed? That's available at webce.com. WebCE is our partner in education with world-class customer support and courses for every stage of your insurance career. Thanks for listening.